0: First Baptist Athens offers this podcast of devotions for Lent. Today's devotion is offered by Mark Sanders. It is based on the story from Jonah when God shows mercy to the people of Nineveh. The scripture is read from the New Revised Standard Version. The devotion begins with music provided by Sarah Delbane playing What Wondrous Love Is This arranged for flute. Lay aside everything else for the next few minutes. Allow the music to settle your soul, making space to listen for God. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it.
1: But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry.
0: The Lord God appointed a bush and made it come up over Jonah to give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was very happy about the bush. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the bush so that it withered.
1: When the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint, and asked that he might die. He said, It is better for me to die than to live.
0: But God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, Yes, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, You are concerned about the bush for which you did not labor and which you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night.
1: And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than a 120,000 persons? who do not know their right hand from their left, and also many animals?
2: It would be an understatement to say that Jonah's story is a roller coaster. From fleeing God after being called, to being caught in a great storm, only to find himself in the belly of a fish, Jonah's story leaves us with biblical whiplash even before we get to chapters 3 and 4. While Jonah surely heeds God's call at the beginning of chapter 3, in large part due to the salvation he had just experienced, What jumps out to me in this passage is how seemingly hypocritical, yet fundamentally human, Jonah's later actions are. In chapter 3, we see Jonah for the first time obey God's call to proclaim his word to the Ninevites. After having what was surely a near brush with death, I imagine Jonah was mortified and likely willing to do whatever God asked of him. I'm sure many of us have found ourselves praying for something, something we say we'll do anything for. God, if I can just pass this test... If I can just recover from this illness, if I can just get this job, I promise to never be ungrateful ever again and will live every day to the fullest. I, for one, have prayed this prayer, and I'll admit it's not too long after that I forget my promise, begin to move on, and maybe even find myself praying for something new soon after. Jonah's story is a textbook example of this inherent human condition we all share, the condition that compels us to offer ourselves in moments of need, but then to eventually lose that perspective beyond fleeting moments or situations. In many ways, Jonah's thoughts and actions in chapter 3 and 4 are inconsistent, especially considering the events going on around him. We know it wasn't long ago that Jonah was thankful for God's salvation and happy to see God's mercy at work in his life, so much so that Jonah became God's spokesperson for morality to the people of Nineveh. But this, like many of our callings are, was short-lived. Not only does Jonah quickly forget his own disobedience and ensuing salvation from the storm through the belly of the fish, but in chapter 4, Jonah acts as a judge, defining and restricting the grace of God not long after he himself pleaded with God for help and salvation. We are told Jonah was displeased by God's mercy for the people of Nineveh and showed bitterness to God's grace for those whom he believed were unworthy of receiving it. But then as we see in verse 6, Jonah is again made happy by the Lord's work in the form of the bush that provides shade to him, only to once again grow full of content and hatred for the people he was sent to reach just a few verses before. As we read this passage, it's hard not to notice the irony in Jonah's words, and I think most all of us can agree that Jonah's anger is not proportionate to the situation in which he is in. But as I really examined the passage, embarrassingly, I am reminded of how I sometimes act. Just the other day, as I waited in my car at a stoplight, I lamented about how another driver likely couldn't clearly see the stoplight around the mementos hanging from his rearview mirror. I did this all the while the traffic light in front of me had been green for three seconds. While this may be a trivial example, Jonah's hypocrisy does not profoundly differ from that which we display in other areas of our lives. Sure, we might be better at hiding it than Jonah, but when we selectively justify our own actions, but are quick to label similar actions of others as wrong or sinful... We are dishonoring God and the hierarchical structure he made, but this story is a reminder of God's sole and unique right to judge, a role that we often take upon ourselves, allowing us to demonize another's sins and justify our anger and hatred. And it is also a story that shows God cares about all of us, even those who we may see as the most unlikely or undeserving of God's mercy, the ones we are called to love and to strive to be Christlike in how we live as neighbors. Dear God, this Lenten season... Help fill our hearts with the love that you freely give so that we may freely love our neighbors and help us to refrain from casting judgment, judgment which we know only you can deliver. In your name we pray, amen.